This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast, number 228. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. This is a podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, the tragic mass shooting in Las Vegas this week have people reeling. It's just an awful, disgusting act, but you don't need me to tell you that. We send our best wishes to those affected directly and indirectly. I would imagine, among other repercussions, this will affect the tourism in Las Vegas for some time. It'll hurt our brother and sister bartenders and other hospitality workers right in the pocketbook, I would I would think. Anyway, this is not the place to talk about the event itself. However, I realize that one issue that we've never brought up on the show is security. I'm certainly no expert on this subject, but we are trying to line up a really good guest who is who is an expert. Hopefully you're subscribed to this podcast so you'll get it as soon as it becomes available. By the way, if you're on iPhone and have upgraded to the latest version, iOS 11, you can just tell Siri, subscribe me to the Bartender Journey podcast. Just to confirm, would you like to subscribe to the podcast Bartender Journey, Cocktails, Spirits, Bartending Culture, Libations for your ears by Brian Weber is a professional bartender and cocktail and spirit enthusiast? Yes. <laughs> Why do you call me Weber? You would like me to call you Weber? No, Weber. All right, cut it out, Siri. We have serious things to discuss here. Bars, restaurants, music venues are so-called soft targets. They're vulnerable. Large number of people people gather there. We saw this in the Paris attacks in Orlando, uh, Las Vegas now, and others, of course. So there's plenty to talk about. We need to give this stuff some thought. Hope for the best, plan for the worst. Ideally, you need to write a disaster plan. There are security consultants that can help with this, or you can write something up yourself. And I'm going to give you a free tool that almost automates that process in just a minute. One easy and practically free thing every bar should have, but many don't, is a log. At the end of every shift, the manager or bartender or both should write in a logbook. Even if nothing unusual happened, write that down. It's really important for legal reasons. If you have to cut somebody off or if there's a fight or whatever, uh, there needs to be documentation. Some places will even include things like the weather or seemingly unrelated details, but they can become important. The reason to do an old school handwritten log in a physical notebook as opposed to Google Docs or something like that uh, or some other computerized solution is that these notes that you handwrite theoretically can't be altered after the fact. The book needs to have pages that are not easily removed, so it needs to have bound pages, like a spiral notebook is no good. I did once work at a place that had us do an email at the end of the night, and I suppose that could be considered a permanent record. Uh, email is kind of unruly, though, right? It's kind of messy. It could get, um, you know, it gets mixed in with other things. But as long as, uh, I think it could work, as long as those emails are somewhere being cataloged and kept together neatly. Next, we need to talk about exits. In the Las Vegas attack, many, many of the injuries were attributed to people getting trampled or hurt while trying to climb walls or other things like that. I was watching a lot of CNN, maybe too much, in the hours and days after the Las Vegas attack. One expert pointed out that human nature dictates that people will always try to get out the same way they came in. As I'm sure you know, the Las Vegas shooting occurred in an outdoor music venue. There were four gates used for entering, but three other large gates on the opposite side for exits. Just like in an airplane, always locate the exit nearest you, keeping in mind it may be behind you, or maybe the opposite way from where you came in. I heard one security expert say, when I enter a place, I'm already trying to figure out a way to get out. In fact, the advice from a U.S. government document that I'll talk more about later suggests finding the closest two exits. Keeping all this in mind, if you were ever in an incident where you work and you had to evacuate your guests, you may need to direct them to exits they are not aware of, including possibly through the back of the house. 
Here in the U.S., we have the federal government agency OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. And according to their official website, quote, almost every business is required to have an emergency action plan, EAP, end quote. Luckily, on their website, you can create your own emergency action plan. And this is the free tool that I mentioned a moment ago. And uh, of course, we'll have a link to it on bartenderjourney.net in the show notes. This is their description of an EAP from their website. Quote, an emergency action plan is usually a written document required by particular OSHA standards. For a smaller organization, the plan does not need to be written and may be communicated orally if there are 10 or fewer employees. The purpose of an EAP is to facilitate and organize employer and employee actions during workplace emergencies. The elements of the plan must include, but are not limited to, Means of reporting fires and other emergencies. Evacuation procedures and emergency escape route assignments. Procedures to be followed by employees who remain to operate critical plant operations before they evacuate. Maybe that doesn't apply to uh, restaurants and bars, although I guess in the kitchen it could. Procedures to account for all employees after an emergency evacuation has been completed. Rescue and medical duties for those employees who are to perform them. Names or job titles of persons who can be contacted for further information or explanation of duties under the plan. It goes on to say that most small and medium entities can get their basic plans from this system, this automated system, in 10 to 15 minutes. There's no charge for this. So that's a great resource. And of course, we'll have links to that in the show notes. This is just the tip of the iceberg uh, in this subject of security as a whole. There's uh, so much to talk about. And uh, again, I'm no expert, but I've gathered up uh, whatever resources I could find that I thought would be helpful um, for us in the aftermath of the Las Vegas shooting. There's a document from the Department of Homeland Security called Active Shooter, How to Respond. So this, again, is uh, from the U.S. federal government official website. The conventional wisdom in this situation is run, hide, fight. This document details that. Also, if you go to YouTube and search for that, run, hide, fight, you'll find a video that's definitely worth watching. Back to the document. It says, quote, Remember that customers and clients are likely to follow the lead of employees and managers during an active shooter situation, end quote. So, uh, yeah, it's our... Uh responsibility and duty to help people out right and uh it's not always possible uh you always have to save yourself but um you know that's for you to decide god forbid you're ever in the situation i'll read through some more of this document and of course link to it on bartenderjourney.net from the um department of homeland security's active shooter how to respond so the first section is evacuate so that's the run part Quote, if there is an accessible escape path, attempt to evacuate the premises. Be sure to have an escape route and plan in mind. Evacuate regardless of whether others agree to follow. Leave your belongings behind. Help others escape if possible. Prevent individuals from entering an area where the active shooter may be. So that may be uh, somebody's going the wrong way to try to get out or something like that. Keep your hands visible. Follow the instructions of any police officers. Do not attempt to move wounded people. Call 911 when you are safe. If evacuation is not possible, find a place to hide where the active shooter is less likely to find you. Your hiding place should be out of the active shooter's view. Provide protection if shots are fired in your direction, i.e. an office with closed and locked door. Not trap you or restrict your options for movement. 
To prevent an active shooter from entering your hiding place, lock the door. Barricade the door with heavy furniture. If the active shooter is nearby, lock the door if possible. Silence your cell phone, and I'll add, consider turning off vibration too, because uh, that makes some noise. And, uh, you know, if people know you're in a bad situation, they may be trying to get a hold of you. So uh, that's, you know, something to think about. It takes a few steps to uh, silence the vibration of the phone without turning it off, and it might be difficult to remember in a stressful situation, but um, I'll tell you how to do it anyway. In ISO 9 or better on an, on an iPhone, uh, you can go to Settings, General, accessibility, vibration off. And um, sorry, I'm a Apple guy, so I don't know about Android, but I'm sure you can figure that out. Um, you probably don't want to shut the phone off completely because you want the option of communication. Plus, sometimes the phone makes a bunch of noise when you turn it off anyway. So just something to keep in mind. Back to the list of if the shooter is nearby. Turn off any source of noise, radios, televisions. Hide behind big items, cabinets, desk. Remain quiet. Try to remain calm. Dial 911 if possible to alert police to the active shooter's location. If you cannot speak, leave the line open and allow the dispatcher to listen. I'll add that as I record this in October 2017, the ability of 911 operators to pinpoint the caller's exact location seems to have vastly improved over the last three to four years. In an article I read on a website called GovTech.com, the operator, the 911 operator, that is, uh, gets the location of the cell tower that you're pinging off of within seconds uh, of a call coming in. A 911 dispatch trainer named Matt Langley is quoted as saying, quote, if a phone is a phase two compliant, which most newer phones are, the phones have better capabilities in sending cell towers GPS coordinates. He goes on to say, quote, then dispatchers communicate with that tower, which communicates with the phone. The caller's location, if found from the cell tower, is shown on an online map in front of the dispatcher. It looks like there is next-generation 911 technology coming, and in fact, there are a few districts that are rolling out texting capabilities and even video and things like that. So if you're listening to this in the future in your flying car, hopefully 911 has access to even better tools. Super important point about the 911 call. If you're not doing it yourself, don't assume somebody else will. Point to a particular person, ideally staff, but could be a patron, and yell, You! Call 911! Back to the Homeland Security document. Last resort, fight. Quote, Take action against the active shooter. As a last resort, and only when your life is in imminent danger, attempt to disrupt and or incapacitate the active shooter by acting as aggressively as possible towards him or her, throwing items and improvising weapons, yelling, committing to your action. Remember, this is not me telling you to do this. It's the U.S. Federal Government's Department of Homeland Security. End of disclaimer for now. When law enforcement arrives. Back, there's more on this document. I won't read it all, but basically, when law enforcement arrives, raise your hands. These guys just got here. They don't know what's going on. They don't know who the shooter is. We don't want to put them in a situation where they have to make a split-second decision resulting in a mistake. Of course, follow their commands understanding weird stuff could happen, like they could potentially throw you to the ground or something like that for your own safety. Don't get in their way by yelling and screaming at them for help or whatever. Just quickly exit the same way they came in. There are more recommendations for preparing and managing an active shooter situation. I'll let you read them through them all, but the one that stuck out to me was activate the emergency notification system when an emergency situation occurs, end quote. 
Now, in a small bar, it's going to be pretty obvious that something crazy is going on, but uh, imagine a hotel or even a large restaurant with multiple floor, floors and a noisy kitchen in the back. Something to think about. How are we going to let other people know? All right, last week I started a segment called Unrelated Podcast Suggestion of the Week. Well, we're changing it already. This week, it's a related podcast. And more than a suggestion, I'm going to call this your homework. The podcast is Nightclub Security. It looks like they only produced 21 episodes with the last one posted in 20, 2014. But uh, it's a great show from the guys at Nightclub Security Consultants, who I met at the Nightclub and Bar Show a few years back in, in Vegas, actually. Uh, in particular, I'd like you to listen to episodes number four and five. Number four called Six Important Tips to Manage a Major Violent Incident in Your Venue. And number five, How to Document a Major Incident in Your Venue. As the name implies, they do security consultancy as well as well as bouncer training in both California and online. And you can find them at nightclubsecurity.com. Our unrelated podcast suggestion of the week, or this week, related podcast homework, is brought to you by Studio Wireless Bluetooth Headphones. Use the coupon code BARTENDERJOURNEY for 15% off these great headphones at Studio Sweden. So it's S-U-D-I-O. Sweden, S-W-E-D-E-N.com, or use the link in the show notes on bartenderjourney.net. These headphones sound great. They look really sharp, and they're well-made. I've been wearing them, uh, the over-ear model, constantly in Bluetooth mode while listening to music and podcasts, and I'm even wearing them right now. They come with an aux cord, so you can plug them in if you want to, which, if you think about it, that's a great feature, because uh, if you're on a long trip and you exhaust the batteries, you can plug them in, and they'll work without, uh, they'll work until you get a chance to charge the batteries again. So, so they have um, a wireless in-ear or earbud model too. Check them out and remember to use the coupon code BARTENDERJOURNEY, no space, for 15% off and to show your support of this show. Don't forget to do your homework. I'll be grading it. Listen to the Nightclub Security Podcast episodes number four and five. And there's other uh, good episodes as well. We didn't do a cocktail of the week because after watching the news all this week, I think I'll just have a whiskey. Neat. Here's our toast. Here's a health to everyone, peace on earth, and heaven won. Cheers, we'll see you next time on the Bartender Journey Podcast.